Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. You're now tuned in to the pilot episode of Opinion Nation. I'm your host, Ghost with the Most. And my mission is to bring content on different opinions and perspectives on trending and relatable topics from every end of the spectrum. Now today, folks, I was supposed to start my pilot episode off with an interview Q&A type of scenario, but unfortunately, my interviewee flaked on me. But it's okay, because it is my pilot episode, and it is my show, so who better to get things started? So I'm definitely going to go over the interview questions as bullet points, and kind of give you guys an insight on what my opinion is on things. At the end of my podcast, I'm definitely going to give information for you guys to contact me, to give me suggestions, feedback, or just let me know how you feel about my podcast in general. I definitely want to hear from you guys and hear what you guys have to say. So once the podcast ends, just make sure you get that email down once I provide it to you. So I definitely want to hear from you guys. Uh, I definitely am open to any and every opinion and perspective, so please don't hesitate. So to start things off, I wanted to talk about something on my first episode that I felt like, sorry, ah, that I feel like, correction, we can all talk about, something that we all are experiencing, and that definitely would be the 2020 presidential election. As you guys may know, presumed to be President Joe Biden, definitely won the race in the voting polls. Um, so it's definitely good to hear. Uh, I'm definitely open to people's opinions on both candidates. Um, definitely, me personally, I did want to see Joe Biden win the presidency. But, you know, hey, if you want to see Trump win the presidency, I'd love to hear your opinion on why you thought he should have won and, you know, how you feel about Joe Biden being our new president. I mean, you know, everybody's opinion matters, so I definitely want to hear it. Um, so I'm going to go over the interview questions and basically just give my feedback on it. Um, it's like my first interview question that I had was, how do you feel about our new president, Joe Biden, and are you happy Trump is out of office? Now, before I answer this question, I don't want anybody to get offended. I know that question sounded a little bit one-sided, but I'm just going off of what I'm hearing in general, what I see on the internet, what I see on Facebook, what I see just, you know, going out and talking to people in public, and, you know, a lot of people, the majority of the people that I've spoken to didn't want Donald Trump to be in office anymore. Um, and me personally, I didn't want him to be in office anymore. And I'm going to go on ahead and dig into why. So the first part of the question is, how do you feel about our new president, Joe Biden? Now, I'll be honest with you. I'm not big on debates. I'm not big on presidential stuff. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I'm not a person that comes home and watches that stuff on the news. I do get the bits and pieces that I feel are important. And I go off of that. Um, I talk to people about it. I compare opinions. Um, I definitely look at, you know, what the term was the four years Trump was in the office and what transpired. I definitely take everything into consideration. Um, and how I basically feel about President Joe Biden. Honestly, I don't really, and this is my personal opinion, I don't feel like President, well, I mean, they really don't. They don't have real power. Uh, I feel like there's people behind them, and we know who those people are that have the power, and um, I don't know, I guess I have to be president to know how I really feel, I don't know how the process goes, because I've never been to the White House, I've never been uh, president of the United States, so I don't know how the process works, um, but I do feel like there's a lot of presidents that, 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 you know, before they came, 
into office and had the debates and they, you know, made promises and said this was going to happen, that was going to happen. And honestly, I look at presidency as kind of like a sales position. And I don't know how many people are familiar with working a sales job, but when you work a sales job, you have to convey the customer. You have an item, something that you're trying to get across, something you're trying to give to them for a profit. And basically, you have to work to, they, you know, in sales, they try to evade from using the words like persuade. But that's kind of what you're doing. You're persuading customers to buy your product. And I feel like that's what presidency is all about, in my personal opinion. You guys are selling us a product, which is basically wishes, which is wants, what we, what we ask for. You know, this is what you're you're offering to us, you know, to, to appease us, to get our votes. So, I don't really, you know, I don't want to take everything he says, basically, with a grain of salt. And I'm referring to, uh, uh, presumed to be President Joe Biden. Um, I definitely, you know, think that what he's put forth is, is, is pretty good stuff. And I want to see where he goes with that. Uh, I feel like being that he was the vice president of Barack Obama, I mean... And to speak on that, you know, I don't feel like Barack Obama, you know, and me as being a black man, I, I definitely thought it was, you know, a, a great thing for a black man to be in office. But to compare the terms of a Barack Obama and Trump, mm, I, I wouldn't say Trump was too far off. I, I, I tell people this a lot, and, you know, this might come down as harsh. And, you know, if you feel that way, I definitely want to hear what you have to say about it. Uh, but I don't feel like Trump, I'm sorry. Barack Obama being in office was really uh, as big as people made it seem. Uh, I feel like the reason I was big is for obvious reasons because he's an African American man. Uh, I don't feel like him being in office was so more spectacular than Trump's term. Um, you know, now if I, compared, if I compared it to Bush's term, that'd be a different story, but compared to Trump's term, I don't see, you know, too much of a difference. I can't say Trump really made anything better. I can't say he really messed anything up. Uh, I think where Trump's biggest troubles come in, sorry, comes in is with this whole coronavirus situation. Um, you know, and it definitely was probably a hard one for him to deal with. Um, I definitely have to sympathize with that, being the president during that time in such a big pandemic. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot to deal with. So, like I said, I, I, I've never been a president. I've never been in that position. I do feel I do feel like what Joe Biden is saying is, is, is great stuff. Did I want Trump to stay in office? No. I don't really think him having a fourth term is really going to be beneficial to us. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, we're talking about a man that, you know, he's definitely a businessman. And going back to what I said earlier, you know, being the president is like a sales job. So that definitely was, you know, a good part for him as far as getting the presidency. But as we can see, as four years went by, you know, keeping the presidency wasn't, you know, that was the hard part. The easy part was getting it. You know, he's, he's a businessman, and, you know, you should know how to sell yourself. If you don't, then, you know, you shouldn't be a businessman. So that's how I feel about that. Um, the next question was, do you have any expectations for our new president, and what kind of changes would you like to see? Um, as far as expectations, I, I just expect him to do, to do better. Uh, as far as, you know, this coronavirus situation is concerned. Um, I feel like Trump, you know, has done his his best during the situation. If I was in this position, I probably would have done a lot differently. I'm not going to dig too deep into that because I do have a question later on that is about that. But 
I just feel like being that Joe Biden is now presumably going to be in office, I would expect that he makes things a little bit better. Um, Money-wise, you know, like the stimulus and things like that, you know, I mean, hey, people needed it. People were struggling. I would just hate for it to be a situation to where now that he's in office, you know, it's, people are going to be in debt or people are going to be struggling or people are going to have to, you know, go through all this stuff just because they reap the benefits of the stimulus or unemployment. In my mind, as far as Trump is concerned, I feel like there's a lot of negligence as far as the COVID situation is concerned. Um, and I don't want to go too deep in that because I have other questions about that that's going to come later on down the line, but I just don't feel like he can handle that situation correctly, and I would hope that being that Joe Biden is presumably presumably going, being, going to be in the office um, come 2021, I would hope that he makes that situation better uh, for the masses. You know, uh, we definitely are going to go through... Uh, a time of recovery and being that he's the new president i hope that he just you know makes that a smooth transition to you know us going back to normal and how things were before coronavirus came out you know, that would definitely be my expectation um, next question um do you see black lives matter going in a positive or negative sorry start that over do you see black lives matter going in a positive or negative direction with now that Biden is in office, and why? Now, being that I'm a black man, the Black Lives Matter um, situation definitely has affected me in a way. Uh, not so much in a physical way. Uh, you know, I haven't been hurt or anything like that, but heart-wise, it's been hurtful, you know, uh, having to see so many people killed and so many people and, you know, distraught, and, you know, it's just been so much chaos this whole year, you know, and just, it, it, the coronavirus is kind of like the icing on the cake, um, as far as it going in a positive or negative direction, I don't feel like any president being in office is going to necessarily determine whether Black Lives Matter is going in a positive or negative direction, and just to give you guys a, a, a background on why I chose that question in this lineup, since it's supposed to be about presidential debates, is because I feel like it's something important. Um, it's something that's definitely going to be on Mr. Joe Biden's plate, uh, presuming that he's going to be in the office, and he's definitely going to have to address that and deal with it. So, you know, he, Trump being in office was the, the beginning of, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and the, the, the coronavirus, and, you know, Biden's going to probably come in when it's, you know, he can kind of be the, the retribution to that, you know, fix those things, you know. It, it, I feel like once the coronavirus kind of calms down, then that's something that Black Lives Matter can be, you know, seriously addressed. Um, I feel like coronavirus kind of made it a situation that was kind of like, it was definitely taken seriously, but I feel like there was the rioting and the chaos and the, the, the protesting. I feel like all that stuff wouldn't have been as bad as it was if coronavirus wasn't already on the table. Um, once it deceases, I feel like, you know, being that, you know, if Joe Biden is the president, he'll definitely be able to address it a lot better than Trump was able to, because, you know, it's like he had two things going on at once, and those are two really big things, coronavirus and, and, and people rioting and protesting Black Lives Matter. That was, that was I'm, I'm pretty sure if it was a white president, a black president, a yellow president, a green president, 
that would have been a lot on their plate. So um, I can definitely sympathize with him on that. Um, there's other things I don't sympathize with him on, but as far as being having to have that on your plate and having to address it, definitely a lot. Um, so I definitely don't think that Biden being in office is definitely is going to necessarily say that things are going to go in a positive and negative direction. Um, I feel like that's something that we just have to play by ear and see. Okay. And the next question is, do you believe the importance of voting? Sorry. So sorry, guys. This is my first podcast. I am really nervous. <laughs> so I, I'm tripping and sliding over words. Please bear with me. I'm definitely trying to stay on track as, as much as I possibly can. So let me start that from the beginning. Do you believe the importance of voting is decreasing in our new generation of voters? Now, this is something that I've touched on a lot with different people. Um, I'm often talking about how times have changed and how millennials and, you know, 90s babies, if you will, were not as up-to-date wisdom-wise and and thinking-wise as our old heads are, um, our elders should I say, uh, I feel like we have a lot to, to learn. We have a lot to, lot to go, uh, a whole lot. Um, and I just feel like in this time and age, you know, the, the old heads are getting older and older and older. And, you know, that wisdom that they could give us, you know, there, there is only so much more time left that they're going to be able to give that to us before they get to that part in their life where they're either deceased or, you know, they have to be taken care of. And I'm just afraid that, you know, in 10 to 20 years, the old heads that would be the old heads in 10 to 20 years wouldn't have much wisdom to give. Uh, You know, I probably could say that in a different way, but I mean, I feel like that's as simple as it said. You know, we're not going to, you know, us 90s babies and 80s babies, I don't feel like we're going to have as much wisdom as the grandparents and parents that we had or the great grandparents that we had, the aunties and uncles that we had. I don't think we have that much wisdom to, to give to the younger generations that are going to come after us. I honestly don't, and I hope that it changes. Um, I feel like I'm a person with an old soul, so I feel like I'd definitely be able to give, you know, wisdom to somebody younger than me once I'm, you know, of age. But I don't feel like there's a lot of people like me, like, uh, you know, in my age bracket and younger. Um, and that scares me. I'll be honest with you. That really scares me. Like, you know, what is, what is it going to be in 10 to 20 years when, you know, I'm a grandpa or, you know, I'm in my 60s or 70s? You know, how well, what, type of, what type of advice am I going to give to somebody younger than me? Um, that's something I really do think about. And how that ties into the young voters is because I feel like as time goes by, like, for, for example, we have the coronavirus and... I feel like if it wasn't for the coronavirus, I'll just be honest with you, I don't think a lot of people would have voted. I feel like we're getting to that generation where people are starting to care less and less about politics. And I don't want to dig too deep into that, because there's another question I'm going to talk about that's going to tie into that, but I don't feel like the youth really care about things like that no more. Uh, you know, we have a lot of more things on our mind than, you know, going out and voting. You know, and it's a lot more of us than it is the old heads at this point. So, you know, I do feel like, you know, unless we start to see the importance of voting more so, people are going to stop voting less and less. And I do feel like Trump's election and term 
really was kind of what started it. The the you know lack of caring to vote. You know, there was a whole thing with the voting and it went wrong and you know scams and things of that nature and you know false voting and things like that and fake ballots whatever. All that you know was discouraging. And I'll be honest with you, I was one of those people who said you know you know I, I feel dumb for voting. Like people are out here making fake fake votes. What's the whole point of me voting? If a fake vote, you know, say if my one real vote uh, versus 50, 50 fake votes, that's it's, it's going to be insignificant. So I kind of lost faith at that point. Up until the point coronavirus came around, and it was just like, okay, you know what? We need to get somebody in office who's going to be able to, you know, keep this together. I don't think that this is something Trump can handle. You know, the apprentice is one thing, but the United States, whole another ballgame. So I feel like as time goes by, us older, you know, in our 20s and 30s, 40s, we need to really start banding together and really starting to really start, excuse me, to assess the fact that we're going to be the leaders of, 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 of the world pretty soon. Because our parents and grandparents are going to be too old to do so if they are still alive. And, uh, you know, but something I think we really need to take heed to. So, you know, as far as, you know, the question goes... I do feel like the importance of voting is decreasing, and I hope that changes. And I feel like the only way that's going to change is if we put people in office who are really prepared. I don't feel like President Trump was prepared. I don't. So, moving on to the next question. Um, this one is going to probably be a little touchy with some of you guys. And look, the show is called Opinion Nation. So I'm going to voice my opinion. You cannot like my opinion. I definitely want to hear your, your 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 thoughts on that. If you don't like my opinion, I definitely want to hear it. But I'm definitely going to voice it. And my next question is, do you believe COVID is real? So I told you guys, <laughs> this is going to be touchy. So definitely going to dig in deeper into it, though, because it's something that's also strong in my mind as well. Now, I believe COVID is real. And my question to that, I'm gonna make it very simple. And it might sound a little cliche, it might sound a little generic, it might sound a little off, but I'm just gonna say it. Kinda. That's my answer. <laughs> kinda. This is why I say kinda, because I don't feel like like, put it this way, I don't feel like the disease itself is fake, but I feel like the numbers are fake. Now, I know everybody's not into cons- conspiracy theories. I totally understand everybody has different sets of beliefs and things of that nature, but I do feel like, I do feel like the coronavirus was, was real, just like the, the flu, just like the Spanish flu, the swine flu, etc. Uh, I definitely believe it, it, it was really a flu, you know, it was really a sickness. However, I do feel like it was a tool. And the reason why I feel like it was a tool is because of how everything, how it happened on election year. Coronavirus happened on election year. We literally are still in coronavirus. While we're going, while we went out and voted and watched the debates and everything and all the coronavirus is going on. 
so I do feel like it was real, but I feel like it was exact. Sorry, there we go with that tongue twist again. I feel like it was exaggerated. I definitely feel like it was exaggerated. I don't want to necessarily call it fake, so that's why I like to. That's why I use the phrase "kinda" instead of "fake." I do that with everybody. Like you know, I do feel like it has some truth to it, but you know, I've been hearing about doctors writing on death certificates, uh, uh, people faking numbers. This is a lot of things, and you know, maybe the fact that we're in the internet age, the conspiracy theories could. I'm not gonna say they are. It could be necessarily, you know, in a, in a state of fabrication. Because, you know, we have swine flu and things like that. And, you know, the Spanish flu, which was, you know, decades ago. We didn't have the internet like that. We have internet, probably like around the, the, the swine flu. But it wasn't as big as it is now. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a lot of conversational pieces on it. As far as, you know, the people were concerned. Now we're in the day and age where the people, we have a voice. If you guys want to hear us on news outlets, we got Instagram, we got YouTube, we got Facebook. We have a lot of ways we can get information out to the world. So, I do believe COVID has some exaggeration to it. I feel like it was, I feel like that exaggeration was for a reason. That kind of ties into the young voters question and, you know, things like that. I feel like, this is my personal opinion my personal opinion I'm not saying it's true I'm just putting two and two together and saying this could be a possibility trying to get to my young voters theory I feel like maybe the coronavirus is put in place to make sure that we all voted take a chance to think about it since this came out there's commercials all over TV census 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 it's all over the place and like I said, one time back to that young voters thing. It's something that we don't really think about, something that we don't really care about. Let's just be honest. That's the day and age we live in. So, I, I do feel like COVID was put in place for a reason. You know, what if COVID wasn't around? Do you think that people that were living their lives normally in 2020 with no issues, with no masks, with no limitations, do you think that many people would have voted? Let's just be honest here. Let's just be completely honest here. Do you really think that many people would have voted if coronavirus wasn't around? I don't think so. I really don't think so. So, that's my opinion on that. Um, I also think it has a lot to do with, you know, now, okay, let me, let me, let me, let me recant that. Let me take that back. Because I'm not sure about the whole population control thing, but I do think the numbers were faked. A lot of the numbers were faked. And I feel like it was a specific reason. Now, what the, is a specific reason voting? Probably not. It could be a bigger reason than all of my possibilities are going through my head. But a lot of things just don't make sense to me. Um, and that's something I can kind of dig into in a separate podcast. I really don't want to dig into COVID too, too much, but um, definitely think that uh, there's some fabrications to coronavirus, and uh, I feel like it wasn't any different than any other flu that we've had, put it that way. Um, I do remember at some point, I can't remember if it was the swine flu or if it was uh, 
different flu, but I remember at one point, uh, I believe it was when Bush was in the office, they gave out stimuluses. Don't remember what the amount was, or, you know, I was a really young kid, but I do remember hearing about that on the news as a kid. My grandma and my, my parents would talk about it a lot, and, you know, uh, uh, I do remember that, but it wasn't, it's a fair. Uh, to my recollection, it was only like a couple of months or so, and then it was over. Or, you know, it, it happened within the year, but they weren't having all these limits and restrictions on us as coronavirus. Uh, so, I definitely, you know, don't know how things were handled then, but I know they were handled a lot differently. I know, I know it wasn't, it didn't look like this. It didn't like coronavirus. I know that much. That I can tell you. So that's my that's my ideas. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my opinion. Excuse me. On that, I'm um, definitely going to do a separate podcast on coronavirus um, in the future. But I definitely want to dig into that too much. But that's a lot I have to say about that. Let's put it that way. Uh, definitely want to hear you guys' feedback on that as well. Uh, for my future episode on that, we're definitely going to dig into it. So. Definitely let me know how you feel about that. And my very last question, um, I know I just said <laughs> that I didn't want to dig too deep into COVID, but I'm going to make this one really short and brief uh, because uh, it definitely ties into the, su- the subject of the presidential election. And the question is, if you were president during co- coronavirus, how would you have dealt with things differently? Do you think the actions that were taken were effective or damaging to the economy? and people as a whole. So, just to make it short and simple, um, if I was president during coronavirus, like I said, I'm going to dig into this. Matter of fact, I'm going to dig into it in my next, my next podcast is going to be coronavirus. So let's just, let's just say that now. Uh, I'm definitely going to dig deep into this on my next podcast. But just to briefly get into it right now, as I, before I wrap up the podcast, if I was the president during coronavirus, which is current now, if I was president now, um, and during when it first started, um, I definitely would have dealt with things differently, as in, like the the like the stimulus and the unemployment. Uh, that's one thing I would have dealt, dealt with a lot differently. Um, like I said, I don't want to dig too deep into that, but that those those are two things I would have definitely done differently. Um, I don't feel like it was done right. I feel like a lot of people still had to suffer and go through a lot through that. And, you know, the ins and out of it definitely should have been done a lot more organized. Uh, that I will say. Um, I definitely would have, um, as far as schooling is concerned, I really didn't like how schooling was taken care of. Um, I had an idea of what schooling was going to be like when the coronavirus started to really get bad, but they set it up how they set it up, and I just didn't, I didn't understand it, and I still don't understand it, and I hope that it changes. Um, I do believe school in a contactual form, face-to-face, I thought that's very effective to, you know, the kids, and, and they definitely need that. You know, we had it, they need it, um, and I don't understand, you know, why people can go to Walmart with masks, but we can't go to school with masks. Uh, that didn't really make sense to me. So definitely would have did a lot of things differently when it came to coronavirus uh, if I was the president. Uh, like I said, in my next video, sorry, my next podcast, I'm definitely going to dig deep into the coronavirus and how I feel about those things. Um, and the second part of the question was, do you think the actions that were taken were effective or damaging to the economy and people as a whole? Um, 
definitely, definitely, it definitely was damaging. Uh, 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 I don't feel like the, the actions were effective at all. Uh, people, a lot of people probably say the unemployment or the the money part of it was, you know, beneficial, which is great. But for what we have to go through, and then the sacrifices, and then the outcry, it was just a lot. And I feel like it's gonna be, it's gonna take some recovery time. You know, even when the the, the coronavirus is done and we can officially say no more masks and things like that, I still feel like there's gonna be a long road of recovery. Um, I feel like there's just a lot more in store for us. Uh, you know, the coronavirus is just the beginning. I'll put it that way. And that's, <laughs> that subject will be a whole nother podcast, but we're not there yet, so I'm not going to say too much, but I definitely think that it was damaging. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see any of the actions being effective at all. Um, I mean, you know, I guess wearing masks are effective, but... Like I said, I'll get into all that stuff in my next podcast. I don't want to give too much away. Um, but that pretty much was the end of my interview questions. Um, I definitely hope that Joe Biden being in office is going to be something great for the economy, something great for the United States, you know. Uh, I don't feel like Trump was necessarily the worst president we've ever had. Uh, I definitely won't say that. Uh, there's some presidents I can, you know, really say are worse than him. Um but what I will say is I think that he was unprepared. Uh, I think that that was a little bit too fast of a transition from the life that he was living. And, uh, you know, getting into the White House was probably very easy for him. But being there and dealing with that, I, I, I don't think he was really prepared for that. So we'll definitely dig into that in a different video, uh, podcast. Don't know why I keep saying videos because people do vlogs on YouTube. But... This is a podcast, <laughs> and that's where I want to start it off as. So that wraps up my interview questions. Um, definitely want to don't want to go too farther into anything else because I want to use that content for other podcasts. I definitely thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I definitely want to give you guys my direct email that you guys can send suggestions, questions, uh, or anything that you want to let me know. I definitely want to hear you guys' feedback, um, and that email is going to be opinion dot nation two five zero seven at gmail dot com again that is opinion dot nation two five zero seven at gmail dot com thank you guys so much for tuning in this again has been a episode of opinion nation I thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you guys next Sunday